Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. A podcast network. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natural beaut. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natural beaut, natural beaut. It ain't my fault that I'm out here getting cute. Gotta blame it on attribute. Gotta blame it on attribute, baby. It ain't my fault that I want some damn reviews. Gotta write them on iTunes. Gotta blame it on attribute. Yeah, yeah, he. Yeah, yeah, hey. Yeah, yeah, he. Yeah, yeah, hey. Yeah, yeah, blame it on attribute. Blame it, blame it on attribute. Yeah, yeah, he. Yeah, yeah, hey. I could do that all day. <laughs> I'll, I'll spare everyone. Welcome to Natribute, everybody. I think by now you know who you're talking to today. It's the Beauty Talk Shock Jock, the Queen of Creams, your host with the most serums, the freshest fringe on the West Coast, your favorite over 30 niche influencer, Jackie Johnson, and the host of Natribute. Welcome to the show. I have two guests today, and I'm very excited. We don't know each other very well. And there's a lot to get to know, and I'm very excited. They are also uh, podcast hosts like myself. They host a show called Ethnically Ambiguous. It is a podcast all about the modern Middle Easterners' experience living in America. If you're not listening, tune in, babe, okay? Please welcome Shireen Lani Yunus and Anna Hosnier. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Thanks Hi. for being here, ladies. Thanks Thank for you having for having us. Oh, I'm so excited to have y'all. My first question always for all guests of an attribute are, is what type of skin do you have? Um, Shireen, I'm making you go first. Um, I don't know why. I just looked <laughs> over and saw you and I said, you're the one. I think it's like a, I mean, it's, it's on the oiler side mm-hmm. and it's like kind of combination-y, mm-hmm. um, but I still get acne. Like I still have breakouts as an adult, but I've been working on it because I'm using this uh, retinol cream. Oh, so, look at you. Yeah. Prescription. But now my, but now after I've been using it. My skin is getting drier. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. It's like a combination now. Love that. Anna, how about you? I'm mostly oily. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it's like right after the shower and then I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm dry. Yeah, everyone's like that though. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I, yeah. Because the shower like... washes the grease off. Yeah. yeah. What a concept, huh? Yeah. yeah. I, that, that feeling when you like wash your face or take a shower and it's just like, it hurts to move your mouth or something. Mm-hmm. That's, well, yeah. I'll, be, I'll tell you, if that's happening, your cleanser is not right for you. Oh. That means that cleanser is too dry for you. Okay. It's drying you out too much. Oh, good to know. Yeah. I don't think you should ever... I mean, if you feel a little tight, okay, but if it's like cracking your damn mouth <laughs> tight, honey, get a new cleanser that that one is not serving you. I need to like know your entire skin regime after this. <laughs> I mean, we could go through it. if Let's see how much time we have. Okay. So... How did y'all meet and how did your podcast come about? Let's do a little getting to know you activity, you know, since we're all strangers in this booth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We met in college. We met in college. Oh, look at that. But where'd y'all go? UC Davis in Northern California. You know why I know that show? I know that because of that sorority life show. Yep. Isn't that humiliating? sorority life show about UC Davis? It was like 2009 or something. It was was before our time. Earlier than that. Yeah. That's unfortunate. As we've established, I'm older than you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I had a friend who was a freshman in that sorority when that show was going on. I had no idea that even existed. Yeah. Um, It was like the Jewish girl sorority. They had a show. Interesting. It was called Sorority Life. Yeah. I don't know. I watched it. I'll be Mm. honest. Um, but yeah, w- even though we met in college, we didn't really, we were, I wouldn't say we were friends in college. We were like acquaintances. We were acquaintances yeah. And then we both found ourselves in LA after, uh, graduation, at some point after graduation. And we were both on the East side. So, Same. and Anna was producing comedy shows and I was like a photographer and videographer. And so I would go and like photograph her shows and like see her at least like once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the friendship just grew and evolved from there. Yeah, and then we slowly started talking about doing something together. Yeah, and I forget where we came up with ethnically ambiguous. I think we were like just joking around uh-huh. once, and then 
somehow it materialized where we like pitched it as a web series to the Snarled Network because yeah. they were looking for more content from women. And well, that's their whole thing. Yeah. Women's content. And then we pitched it to them. We did like six episodes before it was kind of like realized that maybe our our uh, content was a little too adult for their audience. Yeah, they were more like pop culture <laughs> and like um, celebrity, like, I don't know. Yeah, and we're like trying to like normalize Middle Eastern culture. Yeah. <laughs> and like Islam. Yeah. <laughs> but in like a fun, poppy way. We yeah, tried. We tried. Uh, yeah, and then um, one of the directors of that reached out to us later and was like, why don't you just do it as a podcast? Because then yeah. you can like, it's just easier and you delve right in yeah Yeah. and you can get it out quicker and and i was i was actually um realizing the other day that this june will be two years since we've launched the podcast really yeah this june in this very room yeah yeah we started out here we started out recording at starburns yeah yeah. And look at us all now. Yeah. Flourishing. Yeah. Flourishing. <laughs> Y'all came right after Natch Butte then. Because Natch Butte, actually, I we had our two-year anniversary. It kind of came and went, and I yeah. didn't um, mention it. I think I was going through some personal times <laughs> and just let it go. But I will at some point celebrate my two-year. It's a big deal. Yeah. People bail on their podcast all the time. Look at mm-hmm. us. Yeah. We're resilient. Honestly, right. when I have like very bad commitment issues. So the fact that I've done this for every week for and now we do it twice a week so it's like i feel proud of myself yeah you should yeah. i feel proud that's of myself. great yeah. yeah you can't avoid my text being like where are you <laughs> i need you <laughs> the term ethnically ambiguous is am i correct in saying that it's sort of a problematic term i mean i feel like hollywood has yeah. used oh, yeah. it hollywood and there's been has. issues with that I, obviously as women um yeah you know like you know, like you talk about middle eastern um american women you've kind of taken the term but what Mm -hmm. does that term mean to y'all you know what i mean like what is to me like how it was when i was growing up because i i grew up in a community where there weren't a lot of like persians so to me it was just like it was like this like my face was like this vague slate of like it could be anything like people would speak spanish to me people you know would just be like oh maybe you're from an arab country like Like, are you questions right yeah it was very like this vagueness that was what i always felt i was like wow my ethnicity is incredibly ambiguous like people can't look at me and be like your family's from iran yeah yeah, i didn't grow up with any syrians i was the only my family is syrian and so i and i'm syrian but uh I didn't grow up with any other Syrians other than my immediate family. So I always got the question, like, what are you? Or, like, I grew up in Southern California, so I always got talked to in Spanish, which is fine. Like, like I just look not white, so they assume I was of that minority. But, um, but yeah, and then I started working in L.A. in a lot of commercial production. And that term was casting. always tossed around in casting. Right. And they always cast just, like, a dark-haired white girl. Right. Which is so, or like a white guy or whatever. It's just like, that's what that term boils down to. It's just someone that's not blonde. <laughs> right. Yeah. They, I feel like Hollywood, you know, anywhere else people would be like, ethnically ambiguous is someone who looks of, you know, an ethnicity that's yeah. not clear. But then in Hollywood, they found a way to take it and be like, just like, kind of like a, a little kind of yeah. different looking white person. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a, like, white girl, oh, a white person okay. with a tan and maybe <laughs> yeah. like a dark brow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's really crazy as someone who auditions for commercials um every once in a while my hair is kind of red but mm-hmm. i've had my real hair color is basically y'all's color it's a dark brown mm-hmm. yeah so not to out myself <laughs> i'm very honest about it <laughs> although i did change my license to say red and that was a big step for me but oh, anyway. wow. during some of those brunette times i would get auditions for spanish commercials of course yeah. and i would call my agent and go oh i'm not right and they go no no just trust me just go you have brown hair yeah. And I remember just being like, this is not okay. No. Yeah. This is not okay at all. Mm-hmm. No, it's not so okay. It speaks to what y'all just yeah. were talking That's about. That's LA for you, man. I'm telling it's you. It's definitely 100% LA. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to think it's getting better, but hmm. it'll take a while. I mean, I feel like we're taking the steps. Yeah. The uh, fact that we have our show called that, I think it's pretty funny. And like yeah. right. people that come on the show sometimes will be like, I've always thought of myself as this term. Or like, I love the name of your podcast because that's what I related to growing up. So I think people that are... Uh, like technically ethnically ambiguous like us appreciate the term well yeah like we had Alfred Molina on and he was like that's all I've ever been described as and he is ethnically ambiguous yeah Yeah. Yeah. and so yeah that's great I like that how's he I bet he's nice he's a gem he's a gem I can't he's the nicest yeah he approached us he was in our office doing a different show and was like ethnically ambiguous that's me. Can I have a sticker for your show? <laughs> we were like, you can do the show, yeah. sir. <laughs> like, you'll do sticker? it. 
I did give him a sticker. Oh, okay, I good, was like, good. here's a sticker. Also, would you like to be on the show? Yeah. I mean, while we're speaking of like iconic actors, should we mention who just rolled through the studio? Is that yeah, cool? That was absurd. So we're all just sitting in the control room I about did, to record. I did see him pull up to the parking lot in a red Tesla. I will say that. Oh, baby. Um, yeah. Not mm-hmm. bad. That's a bold choice, red. Yeah, red. A bright red. Like, yeah. period red. Oof. Oof. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We, that comes up on interview. That's oh, okay, fine. Great. You know, I used to have a red car, and I kept getting tickets. They call it arrest oh. me red. Uh, that's arrest a fact. me red. That's a fact for everybody out there. That's red right. That's cars, like something. Yeah, they do. Red My dad has told over. me that so many times. My dad has told, my dad has told me yeah. that too. My dad's always like, yep, yeah, don't get red. Don't um, get red. My dad bought me this red car <laughs> and, uh, and then he said, arrest me red. I was like, thanks. So yes, if you're looking to blend in, yeah. don't buy a red car, buy a gray car, buy a silver car, buy a black car, buy a yeah. white car. Guess what? I haven't gotten pulled over since I got rid of that Mustang. Nice. But I'm also a much better driver now. And mm. I, you know, stop, yeah. stop, stop. It's there. Okay. <laughs> Real quick, and then we'll, I promise we'll talk beauty. Beverly D'Angelo, mm. I, icon. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's a Scorpio like me, by the way. Oh. Was just in the studio, and we all said hi and met her. Mm-hmm. And then I went into the um, kitchen area, and I struck up a conversation with her, and she asked me about my eyebrows, and then she touched them. Oh. And then she got really close in my face and said, look at my eyebrows. Do they look, what is the word she used? Artificial. She goes, <sighs> do they look artificial? I said, no, they don't. And she said, the secret is always color in your brows one shade lighter. You know, that is something... Huh. I when I had blonde, I had bleached all my hair mm-hmm. blonde. That's what my hairstylist always do too. She'd be like, "We're just gonna bleach just just a little bit. We're not gonna make them blonde, obviously, because I would look crazy." But she'd always uh-huh. do them like a shade lighter. Interesting. She'd lighten just, those brows up, yeah. huh? I actually have a question about your blonde hair here somewhere. Oh. Anyway, Beverly D'Angelo, <laughs> iconic, honey. Okay, yeah, thanks for cool. thanks for hanging out with us here at Starburns. Okay, what's my first question? Okay, this is a pretty um, broad question, but I'd love to to hear y'all's take. What is beauty like for a modern Middle Easterner living in America? Is there anything specific to your experience that you can equate with beauty, self care, etc.? Honestly, I feel a lot of pressure to have good eyebrows. Yeah, <laughs> eyebrows is, I, is big. Yeah. And I naturally, okay, I shaved off my I shaved off most of my eyebrows when I was seventh grade, like sixth grade, seventh grade, because I was like really hairy and I wanted to like be a rebel and be like, I don't want to be hairy anymore. It was stupid. But the point is, I think I don't have a lot of since then. Maybe I haven't had a lot of hair in my eyebrows, um, or they just haven't come back. So I've al- I always fill them in. I got microblading last year. And I think there's an intense pressure for me to have good eyebrows because I'm Middle Eastern. And yeah. I always get, even on my comments on like my, my selfies or on my photos, everyone's like, great eyebrows. And I'm like, they're fake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not real. Um, Y'all both have fantastic eyebrows. Fantastic. Yeah. Not, I did not wake up like this. Yeah. So it's interesting that, and, and actually endearing to hear that you've been bladed. I mean, I just feel a very intense pressure. That was yeah. a big step for you, though. You yeah. went back and forth for a while. Yeah, I Not did. knowing if you want you wanted to blade or not. I mean... It's a big decision. I, yeah. I low-key regret it. And not... Okay, I don't regret it. I just don't like the shape she made them. I think she made them a little too, like, long or something. Mm. Your tails are too long? Yeah. Mm. But... Um, I don't think so. But, I love a long tail. Yeah. Mm. I, 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 do you know that eyebrow shape? I don't have it because you don't want what you don't have. But it's like a straighter shape, kind of like yours. Mm-hmm. I like that shape more than like the ankle. You know what? It's funny. I want more of an arch. Interesting. Mm. You know, why do we all want what we don't have? <laughs> yeah. You know? Damn it. It's Stupid. disgusting. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Anna? What's your um, brow sitch? Well, I... They look so fantastic. I... Yeah, this is years of I work. love... I love Anna's eyebrows. So yeah, I, really you know, good. my whole childhood, I had a unibrow. Mm-hmm. It's very rough. Yep, and then, like, one day, my mom was finally like, okay... We'll get rid of it, and I was yeah. like, the heavens opened up. I was like, finally, I can be normal because yeah, that I just was my idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, f- I feared I feared the wrath of my parents if I did anything. I was yeah. very they can be oh, very I got intense. In trouble. I got in yeah. trouble. My mom woke me up that day. She was like, "What have you done?" And I was yeah. like, just 
Exactly. You, yeah. you took a razor to them? Yep. I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. I, I took one right in the center. That's what I did. To get rid of my unibrow. <laughs> That's exactly what but I it did. took off too much on yeah. the sides. That's exactly what yeah. happened to me. My sixth grade photo is very funny. <laughs> it's brutal. Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah, hide so, the razors from yep. your middle schoolers. Truly, especially if they have a unibrow because yeah. they are dying yeah. to well, shave it off. I didn't want everybody to like think I was a weirdo for yeah. my unibrow, which is so funny because unibrows are totally in now. Yeah, the but, bigger, the I mean, bolder, the better. They mm-hmm. d- they also just thought I was a weirdo because I also shaved. Up. I mean, like it was obvious I had done something to my eyebrows. So it's, yeah, what's, right. Trade off. Same. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was that was the day I could finally because my mom took me to get my eyebrows threaded when I was probably like junior high Ooh, that's so cool yeah, yeah well that's like and and so i would get them threaded occasionally just to like shape them up she mm-hmm. wouldn't let me go too like thin or anything because mm-hmm. she's like no you're not gonna want to trust me and and she's hers, right damn hers were pretty th- thin and they're still thin and she's like trust me once you lose them it'll never come back and your uh-huh. life will be over and because she's also very into eyebrows uh but then um when i turned 18 for graduating high school she got me like an eyebrow specialist and then um which was just like a persian woman who just was like the queen threader Mm -hmm. of like the community and she is the only person who's touched my eyebrows since i've gone to her for eight years she literally trained me like she was like all right here's what we're doing you don't touch them like you let them all grow out and then we'll reshape them Mm -hmm. and so like every like year or two I don't touch them for like six months and then I come back and she like very aggressively reshapes them how yeah. I want them to look. I so love I've been Anna's eyebrows. Like <laughs> Anna, they're they're so Anna doesn't fill them in. Yeah. She, there's naturally like beautiful well, it's and because it's of your mother. Ten years in the making. But it's your mother not letting you fuck them up. Yeah. But that's and also this a Persian very, goddess. Yeah. That, that's like a very Middle Easterner thing. Like the other thing about being a Middle Easterner, a Middle Eastern girl is hair care and mm-hmm. like hair removal. Mm-hmm. Like I started waxing my arms when I was like in middle school. Like that, that was like a normal thing to do because we were so hairy. <laughs> um, like, and your mom let you. My well, I was the middle child and my older sister was like very like obedient and like not very rebellious and I was the one that like wanted to shave my legs and wanted to wax and everything and my mom like realized like after I shaved my eyebrows off she was like I'm not gonna be able to stop this one so she like let me have my little rebellions um but it was we we were all just so hairy like being Middle Eastern like we have good hair on our heads usually but that beautiful brows usually but that means (laughs) but that means we have hair everywhere else right and so hair removal became a regular part of my life and then fast forward to now where it's like being like a feminist is like having hairy armpits and I'm just like I've gotten laser hair removal on like most parts of my body so I I am a feminist but I also like having smooth not hairy yes you can be a hairless Mm -hmm. feminist yeah yeah that's a sanction Mm -hmm. I mean it was just it was just such a big part of my life it's so strange and I think it's because I was middle eastern yeah yeah I mean yeah I've always been hairy everywhere I slowly had to just the only thing I really got into was my eyebrows. And then because my mom will get her whole face threaded and I'm mm-hmm. like, I want to do that. My That's little wild. sister does that, yeah. I want to do that. It's I, I've done that and then my little mustache. Yeah, oh, mustache. Big, big yeah. yeah. We, if, all, we all have a little stash. If I'm being honest, there's been several guests on Attribute that have mentioned like getting a chin hair and I'd always be like, oh, I'm not there yet, you know. Mm-hmm. I found one the other day. Yep. Oh, yeah, I got I, I a couple. There's, there's two spots I always check. But I was like, how long has this been here? Who all has seen this? I was shocked. How long was it? Long. <laughs> you know? I'm like, motherfucker. So I've been plucking lately. Yeah. Um, oh, my, whole my whole mustache. My whole mustache. It takes a good 15 to 20. Yeah. But I, I take it as a meditative time. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like a self-care ritual. Yeah. So I usually let the blondies stay and then the dark hairs, I yank those suckers right out. Yeah, yeah, you know, but the problem is, I mean, at least in my case, maybe Anna's too. All I have is dark hairs. Yeah, so I yeah. no blondes come up. No, see, nowhere. I'm multifaceted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I've got blondes, reds, browns, blacks. <laughs> Whoa, they're coming in all <laughs> yeah. over a coat yeah. of many colors. You know, but yeah. also about face threading, they say that it's better if you wear makeup. It's they say it's better to remove the hair on your face on your face before you put makeup on. I'm not really a big makeup person. Like I wear makeup obviously. Um but 
I'm not too into it where I like have to wear foundation, but they say if you do wear foundation, like removing your hair, they even make like little razors, like a face oh, razor. Yeah, and Derma stuff. Flash. Yeah. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. talked about Derma Flash. I have one. Yeah. I'm getting a full blonde beard. Oh. Like I have I haven't Derma Flash in a while, and I'm telling you, I have a full like they're long. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't even see it. It's like a peach well, fuzz. But it's like you just said, Shireen. Like, do you think it would be better for my makeup if I got rid of this hair? Right. But I don't know because I feel like it's a snake eating its tail. It's like, mm-hmm. exactly. I'm going to cut it all off and it's yeah. going to grow back and exactly. then I'm going to cut yeah. it off. And now I'm adding another goddamn <laughs> step to my fucking 17th step routine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 34. I got a lot going on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, that's a. I never really did my facial hair. Just my mustache, yeah. which I started out bleaching, and then my mom me got me one of those like uh, those razors that are like you mm-hmm. just go in a circle. Yeah. I forget what they're called. We all. I think I feel like every Middle Eastern kid bleached their their mustache. Yeah, I, and then I, and I, I like it does not work. Like, I don't have blonde hair anywhere. So when I bleached uh, my mustache, it looked so. Looking back it, on it, it was weird. Did it look kind of yellow, like when yeah, Dennis yeah. Rodman yeah. bleached his hair? Yep. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. also because it's like right here, and you're like trying. It's like right above your lip, and you're trying to hide it, yeah. but it's like. It's just silly. And then, yeah. like, the bleaching process is hell. Like, it burns, and your mom's yeah. like, it's fine. You just got to get through it. Beauty yeah. is pain. And you're like, this sucks. <laughs> like, I don't well, want to do that's it. Well, my mom, same same sentiment. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's not just an American. No, all moms know yes. that, like, if you just, it's yeah. just the pain you have to go through. Yeah. If yeah. you want to, I don't know, do that, which is like, or you don't have to. Yeah. But right. I wonder what, I, I wonder if we could unpack that. Yeah. Like, why is that a thing? I don't know. But I remember... When I started waxing at a young age, I actually really am happy I did that because my hair that grows out now is really fine mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I waxed when I was like a preteen and my hair is so fine now. Even the places I haven't gotten laser on, it's just like way finer than they are, than they were. Um, and I remember back then my mom was like, it'll like... It's a it's a practice that you'll like appreciate later. Like right. it's like it's. I don't think she ever said beauty is pain, but it's more just like this is what ha- you have to do. <laughs> I mean, my mom straight up said beauty is yeah. pain and and yeah. tortured me in various ways. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. like my mom. <laughs> but I guess it set me up for yeah. You know what I'm doing now. That's that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's what I'm trying to get at. I think right. it's like I I don't regret waxing at a young age because now I can reap the benefits. Right. Yeah. yeah. Did y'all ever use like nair on your mustache? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Same. yeah. Yeah. yeah, have I threaded my mustache once and it hurt so bad mm-hmm. I had tears streaming down my face. Yeah, it's really yeah. Threading intense. is also a Middle Eastern thing. Yeah, like now it's like kind of trendy, I think, but we always knew about it. <laughs> the pain is so real. The pain is really real. I still don't understand how they do it. Yeah, it's truly it's crazy really to like, me. It's they a have technique. Threads yeah. in their hands. Yeah. It's magic. And they slice your hairs off <laughs> with yeah. the threads. But it's not yeah. even they they get it from the root. Right. It's not even like right. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. What? It's like that friction of the the way they do it is so hard that the the thread is so strong when it hits yeah. the other thread to rip the hairs out, out of your, of your face. fucking face. <laughs> I've watched it so many times and it's mesmerizing. Yeah, like, it that's truly why I can't, is. I can't yeah. imagine doing my whole no. face like my mom just sitting there like not even flinching. I'm like, who are you? No, <laughs> like what? I mean, she's trained her whole yeah, life. For I was about to say. I was about to say. Oh yeah. 
at one point. I had very long hair. I cut off 17 inches. And when I did that, I colored the bottoms. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of bleached the bottoms. So it was like a, what's it called? Like, balayage. Mm-hmm. Um, but since then, I haven't gone back to long hair. Like, my well, my hair was long, like, two months ago, and I cut it right off again. I can't go back. I yeah. love that. I love a bob. Yeah. I've been growing out a bob. Yeah. Pixies are really liberating, too. Yes. Like, I really love my pixie. I love both of them. But I think the second time I realized the growing out process, like having a mullet for a while, was, like, kind of painful. And I didn't want to keep up with it. But maybe I'll go back. Who knows? Yeah. Huh. I think I could see a mullet for you. A mullet? Why not? I don't notice yeah. it as a mullet or anything. I don't know like why. Just the po- the post-pixie mullet was very, like, uh, haunting for me. Oh. I know how you feel. I... Cut all my hair off. I had been growing my hair out for my wedding. And then mm-hmm. once I got married, I cut it all off. And then I liked it, but I wasn't booking work. Yeah. So I sort of followed the money. Yeah. So then I slowly grew out. I'm talking like a short haircut to my back to my bob. Mm-hmm. And then for the past like two years, I've been growing my bob out to whatever you want to call this. Yeah. So it's just fun to it's cut, so weird. grow, and, grow mm-hmm. and cut. Yeah. And grow. And cut. Yeah. It's weird looking at pictures of myself with, like, my hair that was, like, in the middle of my back. And I was like, that was me? Like, I can't even relate to that person. I love short hair now. It's my, yeah. it's my fucking vibe. You had long hair forever. A long time. That's the majority of how I knew you in college and then into L.A. was long hair. Yeah. But that's the whole thing about, like, growing older is you become who you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You kind of grow into your look and your fashion and your statement. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that's probably what's happening yeah. to me. So, Anna, why did you go blonde? And was it super hard to maintain? And, like, how did the process work? Because that's you were blonde. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I spent, yeah. like, thousands of dollars. I was about to say because it's so hard to <laughs> yeah. get deep I colored hair. Blonde, I feel like. Didn't no. I? No, no. You – I – so I, I started – I started with a very intense ombre where like half my head was like kind of like bleached mm-hmm. coming down and I had yeah. like longer hairs like a little past my shoulders. Um and then I I was kind of going through this like phase in my life where I was like transitioning from like I was like seeing this dude who sucked and yeah. like I was like <laughs> that dude sucks. <laughs> that dude sucked. <laughs> and then like um I was like getting an a new job or like I was like trying to get a new job. It was like all this stuff was going on in my life Mm -hmm. and I was like in a really weird mental state and I was like bummed out on LA a little and I wanted just something new. And so like I, I wanted to cut off all the ombre because it had basically just fried my hair. And so I went to, so the woman who does my eyebrows also does my hair. She's like the only person I go to for all. She's just like a gift. Yeah. Yeah, shout out Nazi. I always have to go up to Northern California to get anything done. But it's worth it. Yeah, I always, you know. Where are you from? I'm from the Bay Area, but she's located, like, she's one of those people that goes to different salons. Mm -hmm. Like, she has, like, Mm -hmm. chairs everywhere. So I just meet her wherever I can, and then I get my my shit done. Yeah. Um, So I, uh, yeah, and then so I cut all my hair very short, and then my mom, like, hates when I, like, do anything to my hair because she just likes it natural. Um... But I like went and it was Christmas Eve and I and I like texted her and I was like, are you free today? I want to like cut my hair and potentially bleach it and like make myself blonde. And she's like, just so you know, it's going to take probably like five hours. Yeah. Like we're gonna have to bleach it twice. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Christmas Eve, my family's being annoying. Let's fucking do it. I'll sit in that chair so I don't have to interact with anybody. That's brilliant. And I just sat there and I just like basically just had my eyes closed the whole time and she cut all my hair off. We bleached it twice and it was like a very just... It was. I felt like I was like cleansing myself mm-hmm. of the past year, and I was like, I'm gonna go into this new year. I'm gonna you have a new look. You bleached away the past yeah, year, literally. And um, I don't know. I just like needed it to like let go of a bunch of stuff, yeah. and I was like, this is me now. I have blonde hair, and I'm gonna just rock this. And then uh, that the worst part happens when it, your roots start to grow in, because then like every two months I had to go and get my roots redone. Yeah, and I did that for about like six to eight, maybe almost a year until I was like, this is too much maintenance. And then I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to let it grow out again. Yeah. And then Would go back Would you ever go back? The, I don't know. It's a lot of work. Yeah. That, that's the other thing that made me not go, not bleach my hair was I'm very, very low maintenance. Like, mm-hmm. I like my short hair because I can, like, shower and go. Like, this is air dry. And I love that so much. But I feel like bleaching my hair would be too high maintenance for me. I couldn't do it. I love the look on myself. No, I, I think, like, I think it would look in. sick. Oh, yeah. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it was also a lot of money because it was like two hundred to three hundred dollars every time I wanted That's to like crazy. Re- do the roots because yeah. also like she was using very high end products. She was like, um, she was giving me a discount because like we're just go back so long. But she was also like, I'm using high end product that's hopefully not going to completely destroy your Probably hair. Probably Olaplex. Yeah, would be yeah my guess. something like that. But she also like. There would be like times where like puffs of my hair would just come out right. and I would have like, remember I had like little weird oh, puffs on the top that. of my head where I'd be like, my hair is fried off. It's so crazy what yeah. we do to ourselves. Yeah. But that's why, you know, because my hair is so dark, it's the same. Now I'm doing a darker root Yeah. Uh, because it's just annoying to color it so often. I have often. a question for you. Yeah. Okay. Since you changed your license to red, yeah. is it weird w- when you meet actual redheads? Um, or like, do they judge you a little bit? That That's a really... Interesting question. So I don't claim to be a redhead, mm-hmm. I guess. I guess I am kind of, I put it on my license. <laughs> and that was a big deal because yeah. I have felt the, as a, I have felt like I'm a redhead since I was probably seven. Uh-huh. Like I, my hair was brown, but I was like, I'm supposed to have red hair. Mm-hmm. So I've been coloring my hair since I was 13. Whoa. On and off, red. Sometimes I'll go back to brown. Sometimes I go blonde. I've, you know, I've had yeah. pretty much every color, but. Um, I don't like claim to be uh, red, yeah. and some redheads they they feel a certain way, yeah. But some embrace it, yeah. You know what I, I mean? I think the most color that women, I mean, not not the most, but I feel like red hair is very popular when it comes to to dyeing or whatever, right. and especially in Hollywood, like Emma Stone, you see her like, and she's she, not even a real no, redhead. exactly. Cynthia Nixon, not exactly. even a real redhead. Yeah, she, they're like oh. these iconic redheads, but right. they're not redheads. Lucille Ball, yeah, not a real redhead. That's what I'm saying. So, Julianne Moore is a real redhead, and Lindsay oh. Lohan is a real yeah. redhead. But you, can, but you can tell because they have like freckles right. and stuff. Um, and you, Julianne and Lin- Moore, yeah, did not know that. Yeah, and, I'm pretty like, sure she's a real redhead. Oh, wait, yeah, Is yeah, that the okay. right name? Yeah. yeah She's yeah. so um, fucking gorgeous. Yeah. La, 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 la. But I think I've, I'm just thinking of one person in particular that is a, is a natural redhead, and I feel like she has this, like, uh, chip on her shoulder when, when it comes to women that dye their hair red, and it's so strange. Who? I can't say. Oh, is it someone you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. You know what I mean? It's like when I get mad when I see, like, a short girl dating a tall guy. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, can you leave one for me? You know, that kind of thing. I, I but it's silly, and, yeah. and, and you know, I, I get it. I, yeah. I every once in a while, if I like meet somebody or I'm at a party or something, and I they introduce me to somebody, and I'll be like, "What's up, Red Redheads Unite" or something like that. Yeah. And I don't really think anything of it. Um, but I do have friends that are like, um, "You're not a real redhead," so you know, <laughs> right? It is what it is. Yeah. But you know, I, I was just curious. I cause... try not to appropriate redheaded culture <laughs> yeah, you know, too much. Yeah, I try yeah. to stay in my lane. Is like Rebecca, my producer. Look, you're not going to get hair. some fake freckles anytime soon. No, <laughs> but they do that. They do that. They yeah. do that. They, they henna freckles now. Do you know that? They henna? what? Henna, henna freckles. You know henna like yeah the, yeah no sorry I was just I was absorbing yeah. what you just said to me yeah, that's crazy yeah. they tattoo them as well like micro blading oh. but they put on your face no mm-hmm. that's a commitment mm-hmm. I mean I have wow. real freckles um not like check out this freckly shoulder you see I have a ton of freckles everywhere. I mean you know yeah. what I mean yeah. do you each have a favorite self care ritual yeah I mean at the end of the day mm-hmm. probably. Just like washing my face mm-hmm. with my cleanser and then putting on my, you know, different creams, cleanse, mm-hmm. my serums, mm-hmm. my cleanse and my salons. Yeah. Um, and then laying down, like that's, I uh, cleaning myself of the day uh-huh. is like my favorite thing, especially if I wore any sort of makeup mm-hmm. that like clean. Well, first of all, I always go over it with some coconut oil because I can't handle makeup remover. I just can't find one I mm-hmm. really, truly enjoy mm-hmm. in life. Um or that works the way coconut oil, man. Coconut oil will just take that shit off like nobody's it will business. Melt it. Yeah. If I have like a crazy liquid lipstick on that will not yeah. come yeah. off. Oh, yeah. Coconut, coconut oil, oil baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I do that and then I, you know, I wash my face and I do everything and then put my my creams, my moisturizers and my serums. Yeah. And then I like lay down to bed and my face is still a little like dewy. Like a, yeah. And yeah. then I'm like, I can't move. 
Yeah. That's like my favorite. <laughs> um, I love going to bed just completely sh- shellacked. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I always think of my mom because I, o- I cleanse my face and I put on the creams, but I always think of my mom because I would watch her growing up like putting on like eye cream mm-hmm. and like moisturizer. So I always like go back to that whenever I put on like I dab my eye cream mm-hmm. under my eye. I think of my mom. She always like tells me to like put some on my neck I always have to go back to my neck and like the she always was like go upwards and like mm-hmm. I just remember I, I always think of my mom because I'm just like she'd be so proud <laughs> um and yeah like moisturizing and uh, I have this one I'm really into uh oils mm-hmm. um there's this one oil that I get it's called everyday oil I'm obsessed yep. that's come with up it. on natural people I before. am obsessed with it the smell is my favorite smell it has like Palo Santo and um uh, like just like jojoba. Jojoba is really good for my skin. I've mm-hmm. realized, and so uh, if I'm being really good after a shower, I'll put it like all over my body. Um, but yeah, you even got me on it. Yeah, I'm obsessed with it. It's my favorite. So I think out of all the things I own, that's like my favorite thing to like treat myself with mm-hmm. after a shower because I smell so good afterwards. Um, and I also really like massage. So mm-hmm. I'll like. If I'm tense, I'll, like, put it on my shoulder and, like, try to massage my shoulder or something or, like, yeah. Yeah. That's, like, my... If I'm being really adamant about taking care of myself, I'll be, like, I'm going to do this today. <laughs> and we need to do it more. Yeah. Life's short and we deserve it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I've, I've I've talked about this so many times on HB lately, but I feel like I've neglected my body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've neglected my body. And then I was like, what happens if every time I get out of the shower, I look at my limbs and I rub lotion on them mm-hmm. and I say, thank you, arm. Yeah. yeah. You're beautiful. Thank you for everything you do for me. Thank you, leg. And I mm-hmm. rub it and I I put some oil on it and I make my body yeah. feel yeah. special. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, like, honestly, I wish I did it more. Like, I'm t- like, I... The most of the time when I shower now, I'm in a rush. Right. Yeah. But I need to get into the habit of like taking time to be like, I'm going to take at least like 45 minutes of my day to like shower and then like treat myself with like lotion or whatever. And like also take time for the lotion to absorb or the oil to absorb. Because right. that's the other thing. It's like, I love that oil, but I need like, I don't know, like 15 minutes for it just to like sit there or I'm going to be like slimy. You need <laughs> nude minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When um, Cameron Esposito was on. She talked about her nude minutes. I like that. Yeah. Uh, that you term. get out of the shower, you cover yourself in cream yeah. and then you have your nude minutes. I like that. While it absorbs. See, I need to make time for my nude minutes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to Cameron. Yeah. Thanks for those nude minutes. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Okay. Uh, we talked about jojoba oil. Mm-hmm. Do y'all have any favorite products or tricks? Everyday oil is my favorite yeah. trick or product. Um, Ooh. Yeah, and where so. do you get everyday oil? Online. They, yeah. Uh, from the vendor itself. It's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's like I've, I've only ever seen it there, actually. Yeah. And they have different kinds, like different scents, but the original is like my go- my, my favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say my, I, I use that like German lotion hand cream, the Weleda. Mm-hmm. That's, huh. I just went, I was just in the Germany. The almond I, one? Oh, the almond one's so good. I didn't realize Waleda was German. It's ger- it's so much cheaper in Germany. I just went to Germany and stocked Wait. up, and I was like, it's so cheap here. You have to you have to send me the name of that. I don't know what you're talking about. It's it's like this weird, intense like f- they call it like um, skin food. Skin food. Okay. Yeah. What? Yeah. And it's very. It just makes your hands so much nicer. And like I, I don't have a dishwasher right now, so I just wash dishes all day, and so my hands Anna, are always very dry. Get gloves. I, that's the thing. I just I'm not like. But anyway, this Waleda is saving oh, my okay, ass. Good. Like it's just the hand cream is so. People love good. skin food. Yeah, you skin have to food get is really gloves, good. Yeah. Even though the name is kind of gross. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it works I don't so know. cute. Well. So this is skin food. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So this is a very very popular product. I've it's, never even see. I'm not a brands person. I have no, no idea about brands. Well, you know, Waleda uh, here on Natch Butte, we we like to find indie indie brands, women owned brands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't necessarily like to promote like Neutrogena or like the big dogs, you know. So Waleda is indie enough. I yeah. think I, I really like this company. Um yeah. this product, the Waleda skin food, it's like twenty ish dollars uh, yeah. uh for one. Yeah. And I tube. got it for like six euro in Germany. Whoa. And I was like, This is unheard of. I didn't realize it was German. Yeah. I will say if you're vegan, you can't use skin food. Skin yeah. food has lanolin in it which uh, is um derived from sheep's wool yeah um, i am i it, am very strict about what i use because i am vegan oh you are yeah. cool i am too yeah. I didn't oh know that. yeah so skin food is a very popular product i personally don't use it but people love it yeah. i watched a youtube tutorial the other day she used it as primer 
You Whoa. can use this primer for anything. And it's thick. She thick. Yeah. She yeah. thick. Like yeah. it's um it's sort of like um aquaphor. No. Or yeah. Vaseline. It's yeah. sort of that has that consistency. Yeah. It's very yeah, I, I've never used it for primer. I wouldn't even know where to begin. But right. like that's yeah. it's, but also it's like, just good. I don't know. You I can use like, it for anything. Isn't it's so primer German. only if you use like foundation and stuff? I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't wear foundation, so I don't really like go into face makeup that much. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've never, but I know friends who put this all over their face during the winter time, yeah. oh. um, traveling on flights. Yeah, it's you know, really good for that to oh. keep because those flights, man, right. long flights. That's what I actually did. I put a ton on me when I was on right. the flight, and then I also used like in. that like Clinique moisture surge because yeah. I was like, I have to be on this flight for thirteen hours, and I but for- feel like I'm gonna dry out. Yeah. But I think it's a good point because about vegan makeup because I get really I'm very selective about what I use because like I'm very like more of a naturalist versus mm-hmm. like a trendy brand thing. Mm-hmm. So when I find a good thing that I that's vegan, I tend to stick to it because like everyday oil is very pure yes. and like oily and oily. There's like, <laughs> like, like like essential oils and like I've used that on my face when it's really like winter and dry out. Drunk Elephant Cleanser. Mm-hmm. I've, oh, I've yeah. Really, Drunk Elephant. Drunk great. Elephant is like on the pricier side, but the products I've used from them, especially their cleanser, when I, I use it when I take off my makeup, it's. I have very sensitive skin. It doesn't dry it out. It's just so. I don't know. It feels clean. Yeah. So little things like that and like just like greener brands I'm more into. Did you, did you check out that Pura Organics I saw? I you? did. That's my favorite. That's, I need they to get have it. a really nice. It's this brand that I found because so my friend runs a magazine that does a lot of like eco-friendly stuff, and mm-hmm. um, I think she's vegan too. I don't, yeah. I, I don't, I can't keep up with anything anymore. But um, that's where I found that product because oh. they sent her samples and she just kind of gave them to me. Yeah. But they have this amazing night firming moisturizer that's like changed my life. Wow. Like my face feels better. I need to get that one. What is it? It's this night Pure Organic? Pura P-U-R-A okay. Organics. Mm-hmm. They don't sell a lot of products. There's only like four or five yeah. products. I, it's but like I found like them that. on Amazon too. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. They're like a rejuvenating reju- cleanser which I use at night and then there's a night firming moisturizer and then I think they have an eye serum and then like a body scrub. Um, but I use that rejuvenating cleanser and then the, the night firming moisturizer and it's like it's I feel like my skin has gotten so much better mm-hmm. and I feel like there's a tiny bit of like retinol in it so they like yeah. it helps your like skin tiny. looks fantastic yeah you have great yeah. skin yeah so it, that, I, that has helped a lot and then yeah. I also like because I have a lot of sun damage I use like like I Sunday Riley CEO mm-hmm. power C because I feel like all the dark spots that's like all it you know when everyone's like your skin is so great and it's like when I look in the mirror all I see is all the like imperfections but you have great yeah skin. I don't see any discrimination I've never seen a pimple on your face and I I've known you oh, for like well. a decade. That's because if it did, my mom would somehow know and be like, are you not keeping up with your face regimes every night? <laughs> no, like, I, was, I, I still get acne. I have a zit right in the center of my nose right now. But um, I'm so impressed with two women in their 20s with full routines and serums and whatnot. Dude, it's when because I was of in my moms. 20s. Immigrant mothers will come for it's you. because of our moms. <laughs> yeah. Middle Eastern women are so serious about yeah. self-care. Yeah. They're like, so serious about it. As a child, it. my mom was like, all right, so let's go through and literally I'm going to tell you break it down what you need and if i find out you're not yeah. doing this i'm gonna lecture you 80 hours a day like, i was just traveling with my mom and like in, in her in my mom's house in my parents house my mom has like a vanity yeah. she's, oh, she's always had a dedicated vanity she sits down after every day her whole routine i've always Goals. grown up with that yeah, and my even mom traveling like, with her she'll carry these these ma- mirrors, these mirrors, yes, these mirrors. The mirrors. <laughs> she carries these mirrors with her and like has a whole routine like super up she- close mirrors yes. that light up so she's like there exactly. and you're like how do you see that that's exactly my mom and i really think it's a middle yeah. eastern mother trait it's yeah. like ingrained in them to take care of themselves and it's not for a man or anything it's truly because of their own self-worth yeah it's, it's beautiful i know my watch. mom's skin is like truly like it's my mom her age, you're like, it's, holy yeah. shit, you have the nicest skin I've ever seen in yeah. my life. My mom is perfect. It's crazy. Oh, Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Okay, I want to tell y'all a little bit about a new product I've been using called Mud Poo. Mud Poo. Yeah. So that sounds like a prank. It it I'm not I'm not gonna lie, the name is a little off putting. So <laughs> I I'm gonna show you I meant to bring it, but I left it in the shower. Mud poo. It says don't shampoo mud poo. Okay. Continue. So this is one of those like shampooless shampoos. It comes in a Whoa. jar. Okay. And it's basically clay. You open up the jar and it's powder. That might be too vegan for me. It's basically the sort of, Have you ever used like the Aztec clay mask? Yeah, I have. Yeah. So it's a powder, but you're supposed Whoa. to... This is what you do. You, you're supposed to pour some of it in a cup, mix it with water. It forms like a mm-hmm. mud, a paste. And then you put it in your hair. You massage it in and you rinse it out. Is it because they say like shampoo is too stripping? Yes. So let me read. Let me read you the description. This is from a company called Shea Terra Organics, and they sent some stuff to me. This sat in my like hoard of products for a few months, and then I randomly was like, you know what? I'm gonna try this. It says 100% natural. Don't shampoo mud poo. So you're going paleo, going back to the diet of your ancestors. But what about your hair? <laughs> Is it still undergoing shamicide, deliberate uh-huh. slow death by toxic chemicals? I feel uh-huh. like that's not an okay word to appropriate into your shamicide. I do not like it. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't like it at all. And, you know, if anyone's feeling a type of way about it, know that I'm reading it from the description on the website. This shamicide. is not a Jackie J uh, term. <laughs> How would you like to go all natural and produce healthier, livelier looking hair? Mud Poo is a revolutionary hair wash that deep cleans and helps detox hair using an ancient clay mineral. Our herbal blend helps soften and condition hair as you massage away the dirt. Just add water. I will say your hair looks really good. Oh, this, honey, this ain't even the Mud Poo. Let me just tell you what happened. So I used it once. Then I air dried my hair. My hair looked like I had it blown out. Whoa. When I what? had the, the live show, the Osea, my Nashville live show, my hair looked fucking good. Whoa. Right? And I did nothing to it. I didn't put styling cream in. I didn't put no, air dry. Volume, honey. What about your Fitness. roots? Were they clean? The- I mean, I guess. I will say my hair felt really, there, it felt like there was a lot of buildup in the back. Oh. So then I waited a few days to wash my hair again, used it again, right? Then I went and got a blowout for... An event I went to, yes, honey. Mm-hmm. And the lady who did my hair goes, "You should, you need to use a clarifying shampoo. You have a lot of buildup." Ah. Uh. And I was like, "Really?" And I told her about the mud poo, and she was like, "That's why." She said that these non-shampoo shampoos block your um, hair follicles and uh. can cause your hair to fall out. <gasps> and ah! I guess when W E N when got sued. Because of this, when is like a shampoo, right. a shampoo, a no poo that was really popular. But I guess they had like a class action lawsuit because everybody's hair was falling out. Yeah, ah! I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so all I'm saying is I think I'm going to use the mud poo, but it's going to be like a, you know, once a week. I only wash my hair maybe twice a week anyway. Yeah, same. I'm yeah. going to try to use it not super often, but... Uh, color me intrigued, baby. That's crazy. It was crazy. It, it felt counterproductive, like pouring dirt in my hair, yeah. pouring mud on my head. Very interesting. Huh. But huh. I don't know. There's something to it. There's I wonder why it, it does that. What is that? Like, what is it that we need to like stop the buildup? Like, what is? Yeah, I don't know because it it does we need soap. That's what we need. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but, and there's huh, no huh. Sh- there's no soap in this. It's yeah. mud. Like I understand that like traditional shampoo is stripping, but I think the whole trick of that is just not to shampoo every day. You just wash your hair once or twice a week, right. and then you can avoid having very dry, stripped of its nutrients. Hair. I've heard people have told me to use like just shampoo bars that are just straight mm-hmm. like soap and. I don't even I don't know. know. I mean, like, like I haven't found a shampoo I'm in love with. Yeah, I I use like this the uh, Costco shampoo because it's like vegan and Kirkland like whatever. Signature, yeah. yes. I mean, it smells really good and it's vegan, so it's like it makes me feel good about that. But um, yeah, once or twice a week, and I feel like that's all I can do, and then my hair is fine. Yeah. But, but I I don't think I think the 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 no poo trend is is not one I want to get behind. I don't understand it very much. 
Yeah, I shampoo is weird. My hair is a mess. Like you were saying on Daily Zeitgeist to get like, you know, right. satin pillowcase. Satin. Yeah. And you so like I did that like it's funny because I had ordered it the day before and then you were talking about it and I was like, oh, this oh, makes me feel so much better. Synchronicity, She's honey. like talking about it that yeah. she knows what she's talking Wait, about. Wait, what about satin pillowcases? It's just better for your hair. Like it doesn't like, you know, my hair is so, like, it's always tangled, you know? Cotton pillowcases can um, create a heat up against your head. This huh. is when Jonathan Van Ness was on Edge Butte. Yeah. He said that if you sleep on a cotton pillowcase and w- if you sleep with your hair up against your face, like you don't put it up on top of your head at night, you're sleeping with like a 98.6 degree flat iron all night up against your hair. Huh. So, um, Silk pillowcases, but I say satin because I don't use silk yeah. as vegan, yes. Um, it creates less friction against your hair, so it will break less, and it will keep the temperature regulated, which means your hair will grow more. Um, huh. Listen, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. This is what Jonathan Van Ness told me, but mm-hmm. it's been working for me. My hair has... But also, he knows everything, so... Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, my hair has almost doubled in length in two Whoa. years. Like, and in, in, in thickness as well. Um, I got so many DMs and tweets from yeah. Daily Zeitgeist listeners yeah. that were like, I put, a, am, put them in my Amazon cart because yeah. of you. And I'm like, yes, honey, listen to Nashbeat. You'll go <laughs> yeah. bankrupt. Yeah. So um, Wait, yeah. I want to know the kind that you use. You have to send me a later. I'll send it to you. Yeah. If you go to nashbeat.com, it'll be on the episode. Oh, so I got satin scrunchies because yep. I was always using scrunchies and then you said to use sad ones and I was like duh yeah pillowcase scrunchies yep. of course so yeah. I got huh. one to... even up against your uh I sleep with sleep masks on because uh-huh. I can't have any light because I'm a princess and I have to have the exact right parameters for sleep <laughs> and they make like those slip ones uh-huh. and but they're silk um so I've had to find like fake ones and, because mm-hmm. then you have a cord up against the back of your head all night oh, yeah. Yeah. and it's like an elastic cord and I'm like this can't what be are, good why, why can't you just use like um like those like really intense curtains or do you need it to be completely dark uh, it needs to be a fucking tomb oh, wow. <laughs> a tomb of complete darkness and complete silence and you know what that is my cross to bear yeah that it's is amazing. really obnoxious because yeah. I feel like I have gotten used to my boyfriend's bullshit ass ways all night just yeah. doing whatever he wants yeah. banging and clanging yeah. and I'm just like Ugh, and then just sleep through it but I should make a rule be like get the fuck out of the room no yeah. TV in here because it tr- does drive me crazy I feel like it gives me headaches in the morning. I could unpack a lot of this with you right now (laughs) as someone going through a divorce. I could unpack a lot of this has come up in my therapy, what you're talking about, because it's boundaries and adapting to other people. And I did a lot of that. And uh, because I am such a sensitive sleeper, this was a constant issue in my huh. marriage uh-huh. because it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I sleep alone now, motherfucker. <laughs> Me and the dog. Oh. And I can sleep however I want, okay? So everybody out there, don't bend, don't adapt, yeah. put yeah. up boundaries that you need for your own health and self-care. That's my yeah. advice to somebody older. I need that. And someone yeah. going through a divorce. That yeah. crosses through everything. Yeah. But sleep is very important. If you're a it partner is. and you don't have the same sleep hygiene or sleep pattern or whatever yeah there needs to be a talk and, yeah. and it needs to have so there needs to be a compromise made to where you both feel better mm-hmm. that's all i'm gonna say okay we've come to the end of our show um i loved getting to know you both i loved getting to know you oh, yes you're a joy so thank you now we all follow each other i have yeah. so many i'm like i have questions in my head just waiting to ask <laughs> after we finish recording well ask one. Oh no um Okay. Okay. So there's this product mm-hmm. that I bought like two years ago as mm-hmm. like a self like self care thing. It was very expensive and it has so many good reviews and it has like this Patera product or whatever. It's called SK two. Mm-hmm. I know SK two. What mm-hmm. do you? F- I I used it so regularly. The yeah, the essence. Yeah. Does mm-hmm. it fucking do anything? Um. Okay. So first of all, SK two tests on animals, so we don't use it here in Attribute. Um, number two, Oof. it smells like dirty toilet water. Yes. Because I, I stopped using it like a year and a half ago because I didn't see any results. Yeah. And so then, and now it's coming up again. Like I see on YouTube ads all the time. And right. I'm like, does this do anything? Because it's so expensive. I'll be honest. I was very underwhelmed. Yeah. I used it before Nash Butte was a show, before I knew about animal testing, whatever. Um, because, yeah, I didn't know that. Now I'm yeah, not going to use it anymore. Uh, I did not find good results from it i, I did nothing. not yeah nothing happened yeah there are dupes for it um and it's so hyped yes there's so many i've i'm still not super into the korean skincare a lot of my guests are yeah. a lot of my listeners are there's a lot of um 
cruelty-free brands that you can check out. You could do CosRx. I'm yeah. pretty sure CosRx oh, has Cos an Rx. essence. Yeah. They have an essence. Mm-hmm. Neogen, I'm sure they have one. There are some Korean brands that don't test. Um, go to Rally Rose and, and mm-hmm. try some, you know? Yeah. Um, I haven't had any luck with the essences. I just, like... I'm so annoyed because it's so expensive right. and it's so hyped and I but it stinks. It's also just like nothing. It's just it's, I really think they're dumping bottles in toilet water and yeah. packaging it to us for $90. Yeah. It doesn't work for me. If anyone out there uses SK2 essence and it works for you, we would love to find out. Yeah. What well, no. what is it supposed to do? It's supposed to like I don't know, like moisturize. Moisturize and also like replenish your I face. Got it. I got and... it because I wanted it said that it could help with uneven skin tone and I have like really dark circles and like darkness like in random patches of my face. Oh, I just went through this. Oh. And what'd you use? A vitamin C serum, right? Yeah, I'm using the Sunday Riley oh. CEO. Is yeah. it good? But I went to like, I went and got a bunch of samples from Sephora from a bunch of like different ones to just try and understand it mm-hmm. all. And I just started using it. I don't know yet. Okay, but let me I don't know. see any dark patches on you. You gotta get close to me. I have a, I have all this area, the bottom yeah. part of my face is darker. I have it. Yeah. It's like here or like above like where my cheekbones mm-hmm. are and then over my eyebrows and then on my nose I have some bad yeah. ones. I, I mean my bigger my my dark circles and then my mustache area is like a different tone. Same. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a it, hormonal yeah. thing. Yeah. Um but retinol will help. I yeah, I thought yeah. I've yeah. been using retinol. Yeah. Um so yeah, that was my first question. My second question is shorter. Yeah. But since you're vegan, yeah. did you ever get into KL polish? No. Because they're out of business now and I'm really sad. No. It was like my go-to nail polish. They were the best nail polish brand, no testing on animals, completely vegan. And now they're gone and I'm like on the hunt for a good brand. I mean, you know what I just recently found out? Orly is vegan. Oh. Cruelty-free, 10-free, family-owned, and from Southern California. Orly. O-R-L-Y. For some reason, because it's such a big brand, I was like, oh, fuck that. They test on nails, whatever. No, they are all vegan, cruelty-free, 10-free, meaning they don't have all the formaldehyde and whatever. KL KL was like my go-to for that. Tons of colors. And they're family-owned. Oh, my God. I'm going to look them up. And a woman and her husband founded the company. All the sons and daughters work for the company. And they seem like a really cool brand. I just went to... They they have a little color pop-up in LA that you can create your own custom nail polish color. And I went oh, in and made it. It's like the Orly Color Lab. Where is that? It's right across from the Grove. Okay, on Beverly. I just saw that. Yeah. I drove by it and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I yeah. should check that out. Yeah. And I didn't realize that's what it Y'all was. Y'all should go in. I'm so and, happy uh, for them to, for being so successful now. I know. I'm, I'm really happy too. We're actually going to maybe do a live event there in June. Ooh. So come uh, Maybe yeah. y'all can come. And they're going to donate $5 of each bottle to a charity of my choice. That's amazing. Which I haven't chosen yet. Can that charity be my bank account? Just kidding, just <laughs> yeah. kidding. Um, so everybody check Orly out. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna. I feel better now. Like I, I like when like a brand that I thought was just like too big, like Sally Hansen or like whatever. Right. Like I, like it makes me happy that they're that they're the foundation is good like that. Same. Yeah. And that again is what Nash Beauty is all about. Because yeah. we get to the bottom of these brands. We want to know who's behind them, who's making the money, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So yeah. that's exciting. How about we close out by y'all telling us a little bit more about Ethnically Ambiguous, where we can listen, your social media, anything else y'all want to plug? Um, Ethnically Ambiguous is the podcast yeah, we host. That's uh, the name of yeah, the podcast it's like, it's a, it's, you know, people don't, really realize this but it's a comedy podcast yeah. we actually have a lot of fun on the show yeah we tell anecdotes anecdotes from our families yeah. or growing up with like parents who are immigrants uh just like, like that feeling whole... like weirdos growing up yeah we like have not guests fitting on. in yeah we have really fun guests on like comedians and yeah. artists and stuff and we just try to make it lighthearted. i mean we definitely talk about serious news. middle eastern news like that doesn't um, get covered anywhere like that's also a big part of why we started the show just to highlight things that are really under the radar here but you're hearing it from two people who are like on your level of trying to understand the darkness yeah. like being like why is this a thing so we try and make it as relatable as possible yeah. So you don't feel like you're just listening. You're like watching the news and being yeah. like, "God, this is such." It's digestible. I really yeah. want. I really think it's digestible, and it's like um, things you need to know about. Like, uh, uh, and I think American media, Western media in general, does not do a good job of representing us very well. No. Um, and so I think I can't think of another podcast that's like us. So you should listen. to We us talk just about for our that. skincare products yeah. and how our moms have you know nailed it into our yeah. souls. We talk about like really intimate stuff sometimes, which I really appreciate. Like whether it's about sex or drugs or whatever. And I think coming from people that were also raised Muslim, I mean, I was we're raised just Muslim, like repressed. And, yeah, for a just, long time until one day we were like, oh wait, we're allowed to be. Yeah, exactly. 
Totally. So I think um, it's just a mix of that. It's such mm-hmm. a good, fun time. And yeah, it is. I think a lot of people don't realize it's a comedy podcast because it is. I think there's definitely episodes that are more serious than others, but there's always at least like 15 minutes where Anna is just like saying some dumb shit and I'm just like sighing in the corner. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. I'm trying to convince Shereen of my crazy ideas and she is not having it. And it's yeah. fun. Yeah. We have fun. It's we, we need more shows that um, get into issues that, that aren't as accessible to us. Yeah. But do them in a fun, lighthearted, yeah. conversational way. I think that's yeah. really cool. I think the majority of podcasts like that are just like these white guys that have like research papers in front of them, just like going through their shit. And it's just like that's not what we were about. Like right. we have our own history and we have our own connections to certain things. And we have and our own way that we like to take in info. Yeah. And right. Like, like the way that we would it. like it. We, yeah. we we make a podcast that we would like to listen to. Yeah. You know? And yeah, and we're on that uh we're on the iHeartRadio. Yeah. Sorry, we were on the House Stuff Works Network, but we just got bought by iHeartRadio. So technically, we're on the iHeartRadio Podcast yeah. Network. So it's really Cute. exciting. It's an so, exciting time. Yeah, listen to us. We're on iTunes. We're on everything. Yeah, Ethnically Amb on Twitter, AMB, and then Ethnically Ambig, A-M-B-I-G on Instagram. And, and we have a website, ethnicallyambiguouspod.com. Yeah. We're really active find on everything. Twitter. We like repost a lot of stuff and like reply to everybody. And like we use our Twitter more. Because we're weekly for news stuff, we use our Twitter yeah. to like keep up with like Middle Eastern news. Right. and like repost a lot Things of politics going on, yeah. And, yeah and we we have a so that our first episode drops all about kind of news and our weeks and stuff and then there's a second episode we drop a week which is an interview with like a, a person, person of color, of color yeah. or like an immigrant or yeah and that's always fun it's just like a fun yeah. interview of us like being like just hi- like highlighting people in different industries that are um, marginalized that uh, need more attention versus like their white person counterpart yeah, does, does that make sense yeah, yeah. we have fun yeah and yeah, and I'm on Twitter at Anna Hosnie, A-N-N-A-H-O-S-S-N-I-E-H, and I just tweet a bunch of yeah. random stuff about uh, news and everything. And I'm on Twitter at ShiroHero666, S-H-E-E-R-O-H-E-R-O, and then Instagram is just ShiroHero. Um, yeah. Uh, listen to us. It's I really I'm proud of the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, it's come a long way. Two year anniversary. Yeah, it's two year anniversary coming up. <laughs> Love yeah. that. Thank you both so much for being Thank here. Thank you for having Shereen us. and Anna, thanks yes. for being here. And your mother will like this. <laughs> but we always remind our guests at the end to cream your neck. Yes. Mm-hmm. And keep your fringe fresh. Mm-hmm. Which both of you don't have bangs, but I mean, apply I've, that in your own way. I've been thinking about it, but I think my forehead's too small. A podcast network.